0: Welcome to Special One Cards Podcast, a weekly podcast on the soccer market, soccer cards. We talk about prospects, we talk about products, and we look at some data to help you make some buying decisions for the future. Hosted by me, Paulo, on a weekly basis. Look for special guests occasionally, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at Special One Cards. Looking forward to interacting with all of you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Episode 33. That number 33 is one of my favorite numbers, obviously. Uh, Larry Bird's retired number that hangs in the rafters at the Boston Garden. Anyways, welcome to another episode, Special One Cards. I'm your host, Paulo. Just a quick uh, few notes. Um Number one, if you're not following the podcast yet, please make sure you do so you get updated and get those notifications of when they do pop up. Uh, Number two, make sure you do follow me on the gram. Uh, I don't really use any other social media besides Twitter, and that's kind of rarely used. So make sure you follow me on Instagram, at card. You can DM me with questions, um, any hobby rants. I haven't gotten any of those in a while, so those are um would be kind of cool to have to look back on again and um you know i appreciate everybody that's uh continued to follow me here i also appreciate uh anybody who is subscribing um or spreading the word uh, about the podcast really want to grow this organically uh, don't have the audience that many others do uh, but we'll get there uh, with time and we just gotta keep pushing through this week's episode uh, before I get into that few housekeeping things we have a break that is still trying to uh, fill uh, we're being very patient about it obviously, I guess I thought it would fill a lot quicker than it than it than it currently is but it is a box of finest from last year tops chrome from last year both hobby boxes tops chrome from 2020 2021, which will include Bellingham Pedri rookies and a box of last year's tops museum collections 35 spots 35 bucks. Um, and, uh, we, if you buy two spots, uh, you'll get it for 65, uh, that includes shipping already. And the other aspect, uh, if you have not made payment yet, please make payment so I can solidify those, those spots. I know if some of you have not made payment yet, but we're going to break this in two weeks. That's kind of the deadline for me on this. Um, and if we can't fill it, then, uh, you know, I have to refund people uh, and take those boxes and sit on them or just break them individually. Um, over whatnot. So hopefully we can fill it. Um, The other thing is also I had put a giveaway probably a month ago up uh, for a Pepe Rookie sticker. If you have not entered that, this is kind of your last chance. I'm going to run that tonight. This podcast will be distributed today on Thursday. So if you're listening to this, it is Thursday, uh, June 1st, uh, summertime beginning. So if you want to enter that um, giveaway, please do enter it as I will probably draw that tonight. So. Today's episode, uh, we have a few things to kind of really discuss. Um, As always, uh, we are kind of coming towards the end of the season here. We have the Europa League final that happened yesterday. I'll give you my thoughts on that, very kind of brief thoughts on that. We have the Champions League final coming up. Um, We're going to do some transfer talk, uh, which is always kind of speculative and can encourage hobby uh, buying and selling of certain players based on where they might transfer to. And then we'll also do a La Liga spotlight on some of the rookies that I like from that select set that I am kind of actively buying and looking for. Um, Some of you may have seen that post I made yesterday. I didn't post the card completely because I didn't really want to. And I think some people understood who I was posting. Uh, It's not hard to figure out when you kind of. Do your research of who's in that set uh, and whatnot with the rookie badge. Obviously, it kind of gives it away a little bit. So we'll take a look at La Liga today as we've done the past few weeks. We took the French League. We looked at Bundesliga as well. So we'll continue kind of in our smaller leagues and try to identify players that we can grow within the hobby. Um, Again, sometimes hobby performance does not always equal on-field performance and vice versa. On-field performance does not always equal hobby value. So keep that in mind when you're purchasing uh, cards. But if you're collecting because you like a player, then it's perfectly fine. Buy what you like, collect what you like, etc. The other thing I want to premise on is a lot of the rookies I do talk about, they're not really kind of short-term flips. They're kind of a longer-term you know, I would say year to two years on most of these guys. Uh, some of these guys have not seen enough playing time to kind of warrant that flipping nature. Uh, so keep that in mind when you are kind of exploring the players that I'm talking about and looking at. And for transparency, the players that I do talk about I would say 90% of them, I have acquired their cards. So it's stuff that I'm also kind of invested in or that I'm taking a chance on uh, based on what I've seen, based on the analytics that I look at and uh, things of that nature. So keep that in mind uh, to make sure that you don't kind of make any unnecessary moves or anything that's going to impact uh, your bottom line in terms of what you can do. Don't overextend yourself, basically, is what I'm saying. So... The other thing I wanted to kind of bring up uh, right now at the beginning of the episode before I forget. Um, over the last few weeks, I've obviously talked about the PWCC issue um, that I had, that many had, that many had would me about. Um, uh, you know, I called out a few different uh, people in, in regards to their sponsorships uh, from PWCC and what they were talking about. Um know had a few people respond to me which was great uh and i appreciate that um and then we also had some trolls obviously so we've got a few trolls that um i'll call them foot soldiers or or keyboard warriors for those folks that are uh feel like i'm disrespecting them um but uh the end of the day nobody was personally attacked by me nobody was called names nobody was insulted Um, my whole kind of argument was if you're supporting a platform that is not coming through with the service that they're providing uh, you need to take a step back and try to identify and how to fix and how to help uh, fellow collectors fellow investors whomever it may be Um, that was my issue do i owe some people apologies yes the only people i owe apologies to are my listeners who have to listen to me talk about this nonsense constantly. So I'm going to apologize to you guys that are listening because you guys are the ones that kind of lose out on the content that I'm trying to deliver to you every week because of these distractions. So those trolls, it's all good. Uh, I, even have, I even had one threaten to come and meet me this weekend um, at the Guilford show. Whatever, show up, man. I'll take you to dinner if it makes you happy. Um So, um, but we'll leave it at that and we'll kind of get into the episode uh, and discuss the various talking points that I brought up. All right, Europa League final, um, not the result I wanted, obviously Uh, an interesting game of uh, kind of tactical, um, like a chess game, really two teams that were very kind of cautious, I would say. When you look at, um, the total numbers from that, that game, you know, you had Sevilla-dominated so possession with 67% possession. I think Roma had about 33. It sounds about right. We saw, um, in terms of shots on goal, um, Roma had four, Sevilla so had three. Uh, so that was um very low amount of shots, obviously, for both teams. Uh, in terms of on goal, in terms of shots overall, So we had 19. Roma had eleven. I expected more from Jose Mourinho um, in terms of the coaching. It was really anybody's game. Uh, At the point, uh, at the beginning, uh, Dybala scores that goal. Roma goes up one nothing and they kind of took the foot off the pedal. I didn't understand it. Um, So, own goal, second half, scored, Soviet ties the game, and then, of course, we're going to go to extra time. During the extra time, as soon as that ball hit that crossbar towards the end of it, uh, I knew uh, Roma was probably going to lose the game. We've seen that many times before. Teams that uh, end up hitting crossbars and posts in extra time um, end up losing the games and penalties. It's kind of one of those... Um, the uh confidence kind of dejection uh, where you think a ball should have gone in, it doesn't go in. So, you know, we saw that from Chris Mullings' header, um, brushed the top of the crossbar. I for, thought for sure that it was going to go in, uh, but as soon as that kind of clanked off that crossbar, I was kind of like, it's not looking good. Get the penalties. And I'm wondering in terms of Mourinho and his coaching, and as to why he selected who he selected to take the penalties, big mistakes. There are other mistakes that were done in the game, but I really kind of want to focus on that. And penalties are kind of interesting because it's it's a 50 50 shot, it's a psychological thing. And uh, Mourinho, being the master of psychology, um, could have done better to prepare his players, I guess, or prepare who's actually going to take the shots. I mean, you had. Uh, Brian Cristante, uh, Mancini, Ibanez as the the penalty uh, takers, guys that have played 120 minutes, really difficult to have them to come in and and take those shots. When you had players that were brought into the game, like uh, Balotti Balotelli, uh coming into the game fresh uh, with you know capabilities of taking those big shots in those big moments so I'm wondering why he did that and I think that's probably gonna come back to you know it's a coaching issue uh, that's uh I think it's a pretty big mistake uh, I hate to say that but it is what it is I would have liked to have seen both you know all three um Zalewski Wojnaldem. also uh, those three guys kind of take the penalty kicks especially for Zaleski. to give him that experience of being in a um Cup final, um, and you know, for a young kid like him, when he came on, he looked really excellent. I thought, uh, kind of brought a different dynamic to the team. You know, you guys saw him, uh, and he's got great pace, great crossing. He's a guy to watch for the future. I have quite a bit of his stuff that I'm grading because um, I think he's going to be a very good player. Um, so. You know, not much more to say here. Congrats, congratulations to Sevilla. It was kind of a who's going to, you know, take the title. Like I said before, Sevilla wins our seventh Europa League, I think. Um, Jesus Navas wins his fourth with Sevilla, a player that had, I think, 19 years ago, uh, had played for Sevilla before going to Madrid, Real Madrid. Um, and at the time, was a big deal. Navas is supposed to be a really excellent player. He's done pretty well at Sevilla, can't complain, uh, has had a very good career. Uh, Rakitic as well, who uh, was a Barcelona player for a little bit, uh, goes back home uh, and wins uh, another uh, Europa League. So, you know, overall, congrats to Sevilla uh, and their coaching staff uh, in that game. Uh, You know, you had the feeling, uh, based on what was going on in that game, that it was going to go to penalties based on both teams' kind of... You know um not trying to make mistakes and really being conservative i mean Morty went to four center backs i think uh, in the extra time um so you know um you know interesting um tactics in that game and what can happen in these games and again there wasn't it was kind of a, the bookmakers had rome as a slight favorite very small uh nothing huge um so no real shock here. Anybody could have won this game. Obviously, I was hoping for Roma, uh, for Jose to be undefeated in European Cup fin- European finals. Uh, he is now not undefeated. Uh, still a very impressive record. Um, but, yeah, so we'll see what happens um, with um, what's going to go on with Jose if he stays at uh, Roma. Roma now will not have Champions League whatsoever. This was their way in. Sevilla so gets into the Champions League, even though they finished, I think, 11th in um la liga which is a crazy job by that coach that he did um during that time so uh, you have to kind of you know be um be proud of what he's done uh there so and we look at the guys there um that really, I know Mont- Montiel scores that penalty that was saved initially, and then VAR reversed it, uh, made um, him shoot again against Patricio. Patricio had violated, and I haven't watched that enough to say it was a total violation or not. But uh, even at that point, they were kind of, um, it looks like Sevilla was in the driver's seat, so congrats to Sevilla. Fantastic game. Um, Europa League champions. So we'll see them in the Champions League next year. We'll see what happens with them in the Champions League, um, and uh, who they can keep and who they might acquire. Um, they've got some good young talent on that team too, as well. They don't play as much as you'd like them to, but uh, they'll—I uh, think—they'll get there at some point. Uh, and then when you talk about for Sevilla, um, you know, some of the players that. Um, Really had a fantastic year. Ed Nassier had a really great year there. Um, You know, eight goals uh, in nine Europa League games. um, Excuse me, four goals in nine Europa League games. Uh, Really an excellent player. Uh, And I believe uh, he actually, he does represent Morocco, was really good at the World Cup too as well. So congrats to Sevilla. Uh, That's kind of my brief take on uh, that game, as upset as I might have been. I wasn't too upset uh, because I saw a really good game that, um, they did well, so uh, congrats, Sivia, and looking forward to seeing them in the Champions League next year. See what they can do. I won't spend too much time on the Champions League final. I totally kind of blanked and forgot that the Champions League final is going to be held on June 10th, so we got another like week to wait. Uh, coming up, but we do have a game this weekend that will be an interesting one. It's the FA Cup final between. Uh, Manchester City and Manchester United, uh, as you know. uh, It is held at Wembley every year at the end of the season. Um, So um, this is an interesting game. United uh, had won the previous match 2-1 on the 14th this year of January, earlier in the season. This will be an interesting game to see what Pep does, if he takes a direct focus into the Champions League, which is a week later. You know, given his squad and given what he has, I think he can approach this game to win it, right? Uh, if he's trying to win everything, uh, this is his chance, uh, especially with, again, like I said, a week's worth of time to rest players and get there. For Hag, uh, this is an opportunity to really win over the United fans. I think he already has done that a successful season in my eyes. Uh, when you're looking at the kind of overall work he has done. Um, they do have some gaps that they need to fill and some holes that they need to kind of address in the off season. but for this game, that's not going to matter. So uh, with City, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of line up. I know Foden hasn't played as much as he was earlier this season, uh, even last year, not really kind of a guy that Pep has used, I don't think, in my opinion, as effectively as, As he could, he's preferred some other players over him. So we'll see if he kind of uh, makes any changes here. I think for the champion league, he's probably going to try to keep the team intact that he's had uh, versus, you know, what he did against Real Madrid was impressive enough to kind of keep that team in order. So we'll see. Um, Obviously, both games will be uh, very important to City in terms of their uh, chase to win all these titles. Uh, This year, Uh, again, um, you know, I think City's focus is on the Champions League, obviously, and that could present an opportunity for United in this game with their focus being on that specifically versus uh, an FA Cup. They've already won the league, uh, but they could win the FA Cup. They could win the Champions League as well. But we've seen this before where teams get distracted for the next game. They basically overlook the opponent or looking to the next game in terms of titles and what can happen. So I don't really see much hobby impact coming out of the FA Cup game unless somebody really does something extraordinary uh, and I just I, I just don't see it um, when you're looking at uh, on both squads I mean Erling Holland he already has what he has he's uh, I think he won the Premier League player of the year uh, rightfully so uh, given his goal scoring uh, plaudits this year uh, he's been fantastic. Uh, but like I said, City, uh, I believe, was only one point better than last year in terms of league competition. So when they acquired Holland, was it really worth it? We'll see. If they win all these titles, then it is worth it, uh, right? Points don't always mean um, improvement, and I've kind of brought up that kind of argument to try to play devil's advocate. But so when you have a team that's one point better, it doesn't make them significantly better than the team from the year before. But if they end up winning the Champions League, it does, right? So that's my kind of two cents on City United is coming up this weekend in the Champions League too and the weekend after. So we'll preview that a little bit more, go in depth more next week on the episode. Um, but I think that is what we want to look at this weekend. That game is at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the 3rd, which is Saturday. Uh, hopefully you'll all tune in to watch that. It should be an interesting game. Uh, with a lot of storylines, uh, you know, we'll see if United can kind of upset them. Uh, I have a feeling that City's going to overlook this game because the Champions League game is the weekend after. So we'll see what happens. For United fans, that might be a good thing, um, but we'll see. All right, I promised a, another breakdown of some rookies. So the last few weeks, we've been covering a few different leagues. We've covered um, Ligue 1 in France, Liga We've covered the Bundesliga, and this week it is time for La Liga, and some of the rookies are coming out of these. Now, some of these names you may have already heard of, obviously, uh, and some of them are attributed to kind of some of the new product that has come out recently, so you want to keep your eyes on that stuff. So, we're going to start with somebody you guys probably already know, Gabri Viega, or Gabriel uh, Viega. Um, He is a Spanish international, um, and... um, Position normally is kind of uh, the attacking midfielder uh, can sometimes play the center forward position. He's been excellent. Uh, He is a Celta Vigo player um, who this year in um, La Liga has, uh, excuse me, in all competitions thus far this year. And this is domestic only. Um, 39 appearances, 9 goals, 4 assists. uh, Heavily kind of slated to head to Real Madrid. Uh, Many people are speculating. And with Karim Benzema possibly going to Saudi Arabia as well, this could be a move that is made rather quickly for Real Madrid. Who knows? His rookies. uh, Now, don't be fooled. In La Liga this year, that is not his rookie card. So do not. I see a lot of listings on eBay stating that uh, 2223 select are his rookie cards. They are not, he only really has one rookie um, and it is in uh, mosaic from last year. So um, keep that in mind uh, with uh, Gabri Viega. Uh, when you go online and you do a search for him, Gabri Viega is gonna pull up the items from this year's select uh, set. If you do a search for Gabriel Viega, you're gonna see um, His mosaic uh, kind of cards uh, they'll be out there Uh, i'm trying to remember the card number from mosaic it's from mosaic la liga so it's last year's um release uh so there's various parallels in there that you could find uh the mosaic card let me get that number for you so it's card number i'm looking at some listings right now on ebay as well card number 80 it looks like yep out of um 20 2021 Mosaic La Liga card number 20. There is a on eBay, there is a PSA 10 of a blue mosaic color match available for $1,599, which is extremely expensive in my uh when I'm looking at it. Uh, there's a gold listed, it's one of eight for $8,500 um some sales of his cards thus far um when looking at this and again uh, market overall is down but you still have people speculating on some players so you'll see kind of some different variations in cost so we had a blue mosaic on the 5th of may 2021 panini mosaic like i said la liga gabriel viega again the key is to search for gabriel G A B R I E L versus his Gabri name that appears on a select card now. But we had a blue mosaic of 99, uh, sell for 168.50 raw. You then had a, another one on the 25th of April, which was a green mosaic, sell for 138.50 when somebody was speculating there. Obviously, his base twenty five on the 21st of May. So that was last week. Um, a Genesis sold for one fifty two fifty, which I think is a pretty good value in terms of a Genesis card that you could uh, possibly attain. His base is running anywhere from three to five bucks. I'm seeing it. Um, so take a look at him. You might be able to find something. He is kind of a unicorn because he only has one rookie really, and it's going to be that Mosaic La Liga product. So. Um, Keep him on your radar as he could be a possible transfer for Real Madrid. Uh, I do think he is a very good player, so we'll see what happens. Next player I want to look at is Luis Enrique, a right-winger Brazilian. Um, another uh, player who's, uh, for me, I've watched quite a bit. Um, you know, 33 uh, games this year in La Liga. One goal, three assists. Not huge numbers, but he could develop further, depending. Um, If he's given the opportunity, Uh, you know, Brazilians are notably, obviously, really good uh, players. Generally, they do really well. He is a player for Real Betis. I don't expect him to go anywhere. I think he's still going to go through that growth phase uh, as he has basically come over from Fluminense uh, last uh, summer. Uh, so you can expect him to kind of try to grow. And what's interesting about him is, so he also played some Europa League games this year, um, played seven games there had two goals, two assists. There, really performed really well in the Europa League. Um, but overall, he had uh, 43 games, uh, three goals, seven assists. So, um, and then includes Supercopa in, in Spain. Um, decent player, uh, technically gifted, uh, has great pace. And his cards... His rookie cards, um, you can find in a few different, um, excuse me, you can find it in Select La Liga from this year. These are actually his rookies, uh, in this set. Uh, so you'll see, um, actually, that might not even be his rookies. His rookies are probably not in that set. I'm trying to, like, let me just see here something really quick. So Luis Enrique, uh, he does have select cards this year. So he's got, um, a I see one on eBay that sold recently for 99 cents, which is a um was a future uh that insert. Uh select all uh, the select future rookie card prism it does have the rookie card badge on it, so it isn't select this year. That's card number 17. That's one of the inserts out of that set. Uh, but other than that, uh, you'll also find um I thought I had seen an auto of his, but I don't think he does have an auto, so I could be wrong in that aspect. But Let me just take a look again to make sure. But in uh, Select La Liga, uh, he does have a rookie in there. Um, And uh, let me just check again. Besides the insert, there should be a base uh, for him. He had these pulled up, and now they're gone for some reason. All right, here we go. So. Yep, you have the select La Liga future like insert that I had stated. His select rookie is uh, card number sixty eight out of La Liga, so you'll see that on there. Um, with the rookie badge, there are a few out there on eBay to take a look at. I think he's kind of a player that you know, um, low risk, high ceiling, high reward type of player. And these are the players I'm going to kind of show you that I think are uh, pretty important players to take a look at. Um, so Luis Enrique, Real Betis, uh. Card number 68 out of out of Select. Uh, take a look at those cards uh, from that set. Um, I do see a Terra Zebra from Select, $94, 90, $94, 94 cents, best offer, um, or best offer, which is numbered to 25. Those Zebras seem to be doing really well. Uh, I think the Hobby does like them. I don't particularly love those cards. I'd rather have the white gold that are numbered to 20, uh, but that's just a preference thing. Uh, but he also had, does have a another rookie. Does have he does have a score um, twenty two twenty three um, laser that is available. Uh, you'll see that on eBay as well. That is card number. What is the card number on that? I don't even see it. So there's different variations from that set. I haven't looked at that set enough to kind of make my. Um, Assumptions up, but it's card number one thirty six uh, for the set. So you have score La Liga twenty two twenty three, and you have select. So you have Luis Enrique, the Brazilian Real Betis uh, winger, um, who could turn out to be a very good player. I don't see him transferring though. So, but take a look at his cards; those could be potentially good ones to take a look at. Um, next, uh, the next player I want to look at is uh, Gonzalo Plata. He is uh, an Ecuadorian uh, international. Uh, 22 years old. Another right winger I'm talking about here. Uh, a player who has actually been associated with many clubs based on the the ceiling that this player has. Um, so uh, 33 appearances this year in La Liga. One goal, seven assists. So really kind of a really good distributor of the ball. Um, can also play the left wing. Uh, has tremendous pace. Tremendous dribbling ability uh, his finishing isn't where I want to see it yet uh, I think he can become better at that and that might be why he's more likely to provide more assists than score And especially from the right wing position. We just don't see a lot of players um, Kind of revolutionize that position as, as some of the superstars in the world do but uh, he's currently a real Valadolid Vall- player um, He joined last summer as well again again another player that joined last summer um, he was initially, um, and it's interesting because he actually did play in the Portuguese league for a little bit. Uh, he was a sporting player for a bit. Um, he was loaned out uh, initially from sporting to Real delid Real Valladolid, um paid the fee and um, acquired him. I think it was for 3 million, if I can remember correctly, 3 million euros at the time, which was last summer. So another player who has come through the sporting ranks, um, originally, I think he was in it, playing for Independiente in uh, Ecuador, got to Portugal, played a little bit there, was extremely young at the time, um, and ultimately did not fit into their plan. Sporting did, um, You know, they only purchased him for 1.1 million. So, uh, you know, they still netted about 1.9 million in profit for the player. But he's a player to really consider to look at as well. Another player with a very kind of, um, let's say, potentially high ceiling, low risk, high reward type of thing. So uh, take a look at him. And then the last player I'm going to cover is a player that I posted on my Instagram yesterday. A player that I picked up a few of his cards. Um, You guys may, uh, some of you guessed right, um, but um, so it's Lazaro Vinicius, uh, UD Almeida player. Um, came originally from Flamengo. Uh, plays uh, basically prefers to play as an attacking midfielder. Um, very clinical with his finishing. Uh, he, for those that don't know much about him, he was basically Brazil's hero at the U17 World Cup a few years back. He scored a 93rd minute winner. Against Mexico in the final, uh, which was huge, um, you know, at the time his release clause of seven, he was seventeen was eighty million. Uh, so, um, I you know this kid, I think he is special. Um, I have a really good intuition about watching him. He recently scored a hat trick too. Uh, I have really, I just hadn't posted him because I didn't want to kind of move prices anyways. His movement and intelligence. Allow, allow him to operate in a variety of positions. Uh, loves to dr- drift in and off the flank into pockets. So that's why he loves that attacking role. He can move uh, into different areas. Um, and uh, he runs really well into the box as well. Um, and really kind of can disguise defenders and fool them by ghosting into that area where they can't pick him up. Uh, and he really, again, excellent passer, excellent finisher. He has great range for passing as well. Uh, really, kind of a, a diverse player when you think about it. Uh, if I was to kind of compare him to kind of a player that we see in today's football, I think he's a dynamic version of kind of a in uh, Christopher Nkunku. Um, I do think Vinicius's ceiling is higher than Nkunku, though. So I recently purchased. Um, I purchased his white gold. Uh, and I purchased that stained glass insert, uh, the SSP. You know, I took a little gamble on that card. I paid decent amount for it. Um, but I paid, so I bought the stained glass one for $163. I bought a white prism um, gold recently as well for $95. I think I may have overpaid on that, enough 20 Considering I bought that on the 28th, uh, the day before, one had sold for $26.99. So there you go. I may have overpaid. You had a zebra uh no, a zebra of um number to 25 sold for 59 a few days before that. So you know, it's hard to um you know, sometimes you you know, like I said I've overpaid before and I don't mind doing that, uh, especially on players I believe in cards that not, that aren't going to come up. So, you know, I feel like that uh that white gold, I think that's what they're calling those of 20 um you know, the last comp was twenty six ninety nine, so I basically paid almost 4x that comp uh, when you do the math. But the stained glass, I paid one sixty three fifty for it, but I think I got two really good ones. I don't think I need any more, although I'm continuously looking and scouring for more. Just to have, um, especially if I can find something lower number than the twenty. But um, those are my previews for the uh, La Liga. I think those players are all interesting players that you can have an opportunity to really get into uh, and and do some work with. Uh, so take a look at some of those guys. If you have any of the ones that you're looking at, you know, share with the community. Um, you know, really trying to find guys that don't have other. Rookies and other products. Uh, Lazar Venetius is he's got a score rookie as well, too. So um, not a lot going around more La liga kind of driven products. and you're looking at players that are on teams that will not have cards in Chrome sets, Champions League sets, anything of that nature. So keep that in mind when when looking at players. So I think that is going to wrap up this episode. Again, guys, thank you for um, listening. Uh, please feel free to to spread the news on this pod releasing in your Instagram stories, on Twitter, wherever you participate in social media, trying to continue to grow the audience. Um, again, if you want to join that break, hit me up, DM me. I'll send you the form link to fill out, get your payment, everything, get you kind of locked into that. Again, if we can't fill that in the next two weeks, I'm going to just basically probably call it off or something. But I think what I'll do, either way, I'll do something for the people that had bought spots um, and do something uh, kind of for nothing, uh, for free for their patients and for their uh, willingness to to kind of join, join uh, into the break. So we'll do a giveaway of some sort for those folks or maybe a small break of some sort to reward them for the commitment and the time that they spent. Um, for that again remember to follow me on instagram at special one cards remember to spread the news about the podcast and send me your dms with any feedback you guys have on this episode the rookies that i chose who i talked about who you want me to talk about more and then next week um i'm probably going to do a quick a preview of the uh or take a look at some players from the portuguese league that could ultimately end up leaving the portuguese league uh as we know it um Again, thank you again for uh, listening, uh, and I'm looking forward to uh, hearing back from all of you guys. Take care. Thank you for listening to another episode of Special One Cards. Join us again next week, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram, at Special One Cards. DM me any questions, concerns, hobby rants, or experiences you've had at shows online, something for us to kind of talk about a little bit more. Again, thank you for the support. I really do appreciate it.